Yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Let's see here. Sorry, we're getting a little late of a start, but we are gonna get going here. All right. Can you guys hear me okay? Let me know. Give me give me a thumbs up if you guys can hear me okay. Right. Okay. So, um, if you are new to Sunday service, please, uh, I'd love to hear where you guys are tuning in from. I know we start this show late on Sundays. Um, so I'd love to, you know, hear where you guys are tuning in from. Um, I'm here in Arizona. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. All right. So, what I do want to let you guys know is Pace is trying to get connected to Wi-Fi. He's in Texas. If you haven't seen where he's at right now, he was speaking at Aaron Bevin's event over in San Antonio yesterday. So he's working on getting connected to Wi-Fi. So we'll stay tuned for that. But we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. So where are we tuning in from? Charlie, Coldass, Minnesota, George. San Diego, we got Tennessee, Florida, ATL, Baltimore, Atlanta, Arizona, Houston, Columbus, Orlando, South Carolina. Welcome, guys. So I'm going to go ahead and get uh, get us started here. So what we're talking about on today's call uh, is, you know, getting started from ground zero, you know, getting started from basically having no foundation within your real estate company and you know building that up from from the beginning and and really getting your business rolling so um what i'd love for you guys to do is you know we're going to gear it towards um some of the new investors on here but new doesn't always mean that this is your first day that you're starting off in your investing business new can sometimes mean that you are um You've been doing some of the same things over and over again, whether that's been for six months, whether that's been for a year and you aren't getting traction. So what I'd love to talk about are some of the things that you may be having troubles with in your business uh, today, you know, and, in you know, I would love to get those questions answered. So if you guys have questions related to that, post those in the comments and I'll make sure to get those answered on here. Um, I'm going to go back to the beginning of this. I know there was, uh, I know there were some people, uh, that, you know, hopped on early apologize. I was a little bit late. Uh, I had, you know, some family over and we were finishing up dinner and then Pace told me his Wi-Fi wasn't working. So appreciate your guys' patience, but we're going to go ahead and get this rolling. So my name is Cody Barton. If you don't already know who I am, uh, Pace Morby and myself are business partners on our real estate uh, endeavors and a few other companies as well. And so for those of you that don't know the book Rocket Fuel, I'm the integrator in our businesses. Pace is the visionary. So we come together to, you know, transform and grow our businesses, uh, you know, complementing each other in that way. So 
Let me see what we have here um, as far as questions. And I'm seeing Ulysses, this is your first Sunday service. So if this is your first Sunday service, every Sunday, for the most part, I know we were missing some through the summertime, but every Sunday at 7 p.m. Arizona time, we get on and we talk about you know deals that we're working on. We talk about deals that we've closed and we talk about case studies on those deals. And then we talk about answering your questions. So we come on here to answer questions that you have about your business. And so that we're able to give back. The whole reason that we decided to create this Sunday service show was to be able to help investors go from you know where they're at to that next level because it was something that we always wanted. Pace and myself always would talk about, uh, hey, you know, why don't, uh, why aren't there a lot of more people that are giving you know free value um, and, and giving people actual real guidance and not all the hype? Because a lot of people are out there, you know, giving a lot of hype, but without the real granular information that's going to be able to help them go to the next level in their business. So let's start dropping questions below for one where you're at in your business where you're having challenges and i'm going to get into um like the topic says how to get started from ground zero and then get your guys's questions answered while we wait for pace to figure out his wi-fi situation all right awesome looks like we have a lot of people on here from different areas so let's let's rock it out here cool so so if you're getting started in your business, uh, I, I've talked about this in one of my YouTube videos on you know how to get consistent lead generation happening in your business. And so we have to look at this from a foundational standpoint um, for your company that you're building, right? So so when you when you're starting off and you're developing that foundation, here's what your real estate investing business is. There's only a few different things that are occurring. There is your lead generation there is your acquisition, there is your disposition, and then there is your general admin, transaction coordination, list polling, uh, data management, things like that. So if you're taking notes from the show, those are that's how you segment out your business to the, uh, the different categories of your business. So understanding your um, what the foundation looks like and what the pillars of your business are. So I know that we've had, you know, quite a few, quite a few other people that are starting to jump on here. So what I just mentioned was you have your lead generation, your acquisition, your disposition, and then you have your general admin, transaction coordination, things like that. And so to get your business at a point where you're consistently getting deals, you have to start on the first one, right? which is going to be your lead generation with the leads are the lifeblood of your business. If you have nobody to talk to, if you have nobody to be able to outreach to, to try to buy their property, to try to make offers on their property, you're dead in the water. And so I think what's important is we look at, you know, uh, obviously everyone on here is going to be in different situations. Some of you on here might have a lot of cash to be able to invest in your business. Some of you may have, not a lot of cash, but you have some time that you can, you know, start to uh, dedicate towards building your business. So, um, let, this is actually a great question because this this seg, you know segues well into you know the point of lead generation. So Matt Beard is asking, shout out Matt, um, what should I do if I have five hundred dollars to spend? So 
here's what I would do if I had $500 to spend in uh, my business and, and I'm just getting started and I want to get my first deal. So what I would specifically do is focus and put a schedule around driving for dollars and, you know, being able to build up my own custom list. Because here's what you have to understand is everybody and their mom can buy any list, right? So myself, any of you on the call, we can all buy a pre-foreclosure list in Phoenix, Arizona. We can all buy a pre-foreclosure list in Atlanta, Georgia. We could buy a probate list in Florida. We can all buy lists in any market that we want to because there's so many great data providers that we can just go on there with a few clicks of a button. We have the list. We have, it, we have their phone numbers and we're able to call them. We're able to text them. We're able to mail them. Whatever strategy that you're going to market with, you can do that just by pulling it online within a few minutes. So what you have to do when you don't have a large budget and maybe you only have that you know, $500 to spend, here's what I would do. This is what the schedule that I would put together to help you get your first deal. So I would down, I would, first of all, you know, I would look at an app um, to help you, you know, drive for dollars. So something that you can utilize. And this is, this is helpful for even those of you that are on here and that maybe are doing deals. You can add this as another strategy because it doesn't need to be you doing what I'm specifically talking about. It could be someone on your team. But so what I would look at utilizing is something like uh, bats driven, for example, um, you can, you know, utilize that app to drive for dollars physically and virtually. So here's what I would do. If I'm going to assume the avatar of the person that has 500 extra dollars to spend, they work nine to five, just a, you know, a standard job during the day. You don't have a lot of free time, but you have some time after work and you have the weekends to be able to do this. So where I would be spending and focusing my time is looking at how do I add um, you know, I'm in, say I'm getting started tomorrow, tomorrow's day one of my real estate investing career. What I would get started doing is I would, you know, download the batch driven app so I can, you know, add properties to my database and it's very inexpensive to use. So I would start off this next week. My goal would be to add 150 properties to my, uh, to my database of driving for dollars, uh, properties. And that doesn't need to be all physically. Some of that could be done virtually because Bats Driven has a virtual driving for dollars feature. So you can literally, like if you've ever been on Google Maps, what it kind of looks like is that where you go on Google Maps and you jump down to you know look at in front of a house and you could literally be driving down the road virtually driving for dollars. So if you're crunched on time, you can do that um, or you can you know drive physically for dollars. So this is what I would do. I would plan for 150 properties for this next week. If I'm brand new, I would plan to do that every week until I get my first deal closed, right? So I'm gonna drive and add 150 properties a week to my database. The next important action is, is that you do something with those people, which that next step would be calling or texting them. Within the batch driven app, you can do both. You can call them on the spot, um, you know, and, you know, within a very, uh, you know, short period of time, you can get their phone number and you, you can just call them on the spot. Okay. Um, so that's something that you can do. And it's, it's 
people overcomplicate it too much, guys. You don't need to overcomplicate this business. You need to do something consistently to start at 150 properties a week. Try to contact those people via calling them or by texting them and seeing if they would be interested in selling. It's a very simple conversation. You know, if I'm calling, you know, a seller, hi, John, I was just driving down the road. I saw your property over here at 123 Main Street. I just wanted to see if you'd be open to selling. Simple conversation. Do not overcomplicate it. Don't let analysis paralysis of what to say stop you from doing outreach to homeowners because that's what gets you paid in this business. So let's recap for those of you that are new that just hopped on. You add 150 properties to your database a week. That's what is that 600 a month that you're adding and you're calling and texting these people as you're adding them and following up with those people. That's what I would do to get my first deal if I had $500 to spend and I didn't have you know, uh, th this large budget to do other marketing channels. And then I would get my first deal. And that's how my first deal really happened uh, in wholesaling was I was driving for dollars, but I didn't have the fancy technology of bats driven. I was literally with, I had a notebook and I was handwriting the addresses down. And so that's how I got my first deal done. And then what happened, I got the deal, I made some money on that deal, and now I had some investable cash to be able to put into my business. So that would be uh, you know, what I would do. But I wouldn't stop that. It, after I got that first deal, I closed that deal, I continued to do the same action, right? So I continued to drive for dollars, add those addresses, but I started to add on to it. So that's how you build your business from the ground zero up into a large company is that you add brick by brick. So what that looks like is I got that first deal. So I picked up the brick. I put the brick down. That was my first deal, right? I got the deal done and I have a little bit more money to spend on my marketing. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue to go out there. I'm going to continue to talk to homeowners. I'm going to continue to try to make offers on those properties to get them under contract for a price that makes sense. And then from that point, um, you know, I got my second deal and the second deal came from doing, um, you know, the same thing. I was driving for dollars, got, got a deal from that and I got a bigger check. So I got more money to be able to spend. So then I was able to take, you know, I had that first brick, the foundation was beginning. I laid another brick and now I was able to afford to hire a virtual assistant for my business to do text marketing for me. So this was the coolest thing. So while I was out driving for dollars, adding more properties to my list, adding more properties to my list, I had a virtual assistant in another country texting other homeowners, adding leads to my database. They were adding leads while I was out driving for dollars. So then I would come back home and when I would get home, I would have leads in my database that my virtual assistant put in there for me to call and sort through to find the crappy ones and then you know find the ones that were good on top of the leads that I was generating on my own. So what, what, what did we just talk about at the beginning of this is there's those four areas. You have your lead generation, which you need to get consistent and flowing as quickly as possible. And you could do that with what I just told you guys to do. There's no reason that anyone on this call shouldn't be able to get consistent business happening if they are doing that on a consistent weekly, monthly basis. Like within two to three months, if you have not got a deal doing that, your sales 
strategy is probably not working. And if you are struggling with your sales process, link up in our Facebook group. If you're not in our Facebook group, what you need to do <clears throat> is find people in your market. You need to squat up and find people that are already closing deals that are more experienced at closing deals. If your struggle is that you are having trouble getting deals closed, you need to squat up with people that can help you close those deals. If you aren't willing to you know, go through the struggles and learning the sales process, I just posted the, uh, a link to the Facebook group. If you're not already in the group, you can join our Facebook group. And at that point, you can start squatting up with people. But that's how you start your foundation. It's not this massive operation overnight. It's brick by brick by brick. And you continue to build on that until you have the empire or whatever you want your ideal business to look like. Just keep it simple. That is, that is what I'm going to go at for starting from ground zero. That's what I would do. Okay. And that anybody can do that. Anybody can, you know, if you, you could say, well, I, Cody, I don't have a car virtually drive for dollars, cold call and text those people. You could say, Cody, I don't have, um, you know, the, I think batch driven. I think the most expensive plan, maybe a hundred dollars a month or $110 a month, do the cheaper plan. It's like 70 or 80 bucks. I mean, if you, you can figure out how to get 70 to $120 a month to be able to invest for you to be able to get a deal under contract guys, like the average you're probably going to make on that first deal should be somewhere between five, 10, 15, 20,000 or more dollars. Okay. So that's what I would do. Um, hopefully that helps. I'm going to answer some questions now. If you have questions on that specifically, um, feel free to ask them. I have seen a lot of questions come through, so I'm going to rip through these and get these answered for you guys. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so Araldo Villarreal, how do you guys work with the texting and cold calling legal holdbacks in terms of the TCPA laws? So uh, my first thing I would say on that is consult your attorney, consult you know legal support or help and uh, making a decision that makes sense for you. What we do in our business is we include opt-out language for any text messaging that we're doing. So it's, you know, whatever text message that we are sending, um, we do have it require, um, you know, that it says stop, um, you know, text stop to end or, you know, language like that. We haven't seen our, seen our lead flow decrease by having that language in there um, because at the end of the day, what we found is motivated sellers are motivated. So they're going to respond if they really truly do want to sell and they are motivated. So um, that isn't something that we're too worried about. Um, this, let's look at this question here from Jeremy. So Cody, is wholesaling the best way to start generating cash to build a broad real estate investing portfolio? So Jeremy, that's a great question. So if you're a high income earner already and maybe you have a W-2 high income job, um, what you can do is, you know, you, you're bankable, meaning that you can go get a loan from the bank and start investing and uh, utilizing different strategies, um, you know, utilizing your bankability of getting a loan to purchase properties. So, you know, that's something that you can do if you're in that situation for everyone else. Um, I think wholesaling is the best strategy to get started. It's a cash machine. It's literally a cash machine. You're getting a property under contract for a little amount of money out of your pocket and you're reselling it to another investor for a fee. And so I think the important thing is, um, you know, as you're building your wholesaling business is 
don't become a transaction junkie. You know, myself and Pace, we reinvest a lot of our uh, we reinvest a lot of our money into buying more more real estate, more passive income real estate. Because at the end of the day, what's going to retire you? It's not going to be closing wholesale deals. What it's going to be is passive cash flow. So, for myself and Pace, we focus on uh, you know generating enough revenue from our wholesaling business so that we're able to and our fix and flip business to be able to continuously purchase uh, you know long term assets, you know, cash flowing residential real estate properties is what we primarily purchase. And I think wholesaling is the best way to do that while you're in the space. Um, and, and I think the reason for that, Jeremy, is while you're wholesaling, you're understanding numbers. You figure out the profitability of a deal when you're a wholesaler. It teaches you how to get deals under contract at a profitable number and sell them to another investor at a fee. I mean, there's not much other, many other industries where you're going to be so involved in the process of understanding um, how people get wealthy from it while being involved in making money at the same time. So um, I, I think it's, you know, one of the greatest things that you can do starting out to, to grow your portfolio. And it's kind of like you go through the stages. If you don't have a lot of money or you don't have people, private money lenders to borrow money from, it's a, one of the greatest ways to get started, getting your own personal cash up so you can buy deals. All right. Let's see. Um, let's see what other questions we have here. So I'll answer this for on Pace's behalf. So Kirk Hortel is asking, I have around 75K cash and other 150K in family funds. My biggest fear is spending money poorly up front. Is the sub two coaching designed to help make sure efforts are used wisely? Um, I would say so. There's a lot of high level investors in there. And so Kirk, also, so you know, I don't get benefited financially from Pace's sub two course. So I can give a pretty good, you know, honest feedback on that. So I would definitely suggest it just because of the community that's there. Obviously, you get, you know, 20 plus hours of Pace's time on Zoom calls every week. But I think one of the biggest value adds is the community that's been brought together there. I see a lot of people that are having great results and success in it. So it's super cool. Um, and I would say that it, it is designed to help you do that if that's what you go in and ask. Because there's a lot of high level investors in there. And so you can get good feedback from not only Pace, but a lot of other people that are doing investing at a high level already too. So I would, I would definitely um, you know, look, look into that if it's something you want to do. Um, let's see. So Lisa, let's see here. So Lisa Alford is saying, uh, managing my time smart. So what we're doing, I know there's a lot of people that have hopped on here. I talked about at the beginning of this live, what I would do if you're starting from no, uh, from zero with no foundation in your business and growing it from there. Um, so now I'm answering some questions on, you know, uh, where you might be stuck or where you're having issues within your business. And so we're just kind of going through some of that now. So Lisa, um, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels daily with no results. What would be the number one thing you recommend for a beginner to really focus on a daily basis? So what I was saying, um, if, the, if the strategy you're going to do is either physically driving for dollars or virtually driving for dollars, I would focus on, let's see, I would focus on three things. I would track these three things. I'm gonna put this in the in the comments here, Lisa. So I would focus on property, pro, the amount of properties added to the database 
each each week and make sure you're hitting 150 a week. So I would, you know, uh, or more. I mean, that's just the minimum. Don't do the minimum. Do do more. But I'm just giving you an idea. Um, so I would focus on how many properties am I adding on a weekly basis to my own custom list that I can reach out to and, you know, attempt to make offers to. So I would do that. And then I would do numbers of outbound calls um, connected with homeowner. So the second thing would be the number of calls that I made to homeowners where I actually spoke to someone. I would track that as well, where it's not, hey, I made 20 calls today. It's okay, if there's 20 calls, how many people did you talk to? Two, three? Probably it's a low number. I mean, the, the the answer rate is not extremely high when you're cold calling people. So the the number of outbound calls where you connected with a real life homeowner that is the owner of the property, that would be the number the number two thing. And then the um, the third thing that I would track would be the amount of homeowners that you talk to where they do want to sell and that you attempted to either make you attempted to make an offer. So that third thing would be um, spoke to homeowners that want to sell and that made, you made some sort of an offer. So that's what I would do. Don't focus on all the other stuff. There's too much stuff to focus on. Like there's shiny, shiny object syndrome, guys. Like you got to not get so distracted. You just need to find a few things to focus on and not get distracted. So those, those would be the three things that you track for yourself. I Don't, don't overcomplicate it. Please do not do that. Because it's very easy to start, you know, oh, I'm doing I'm doing driving for dollars, but I'm going to pull a text campaign and I'm going to do some texting and I can't really afford it, but I'm going to try it and hopefully I get a deal before I run out of money. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Right. So find something, stick at it consistent, get a deal, be patient, be aggressively patient, take massive action, but be patient with the end result. The end result is to become retired. You're not going to become retired off your first deal. You're not going to become financially free from your first deal. It's going to be, it's what's going to get it to become real for you and to be able to push that into multiple deals. So what I was talking about properties added to the database each week, how many did you add the number of outbound calls where I connected with a homeowner owner, where I spoke with an actual owner of the home. And then the third would be, how many of the people that I spoke to that were the homeowner, they actually want to sell and I actually made an offer to that homeowner. That would be the third thing. If you just focus on that and you do that every day over the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, you're going to get a deal. Like it's, it's, I, I've never met someone that hasn't been able to do that unless you just are absolutely horrible on the phone. And in that case, you probably should just join the Facebook community or find the investor community local to you and find people that you can bring your leads to and have them talk to the homeowners for you so that they can help you close those deals. That's what I would do. But that's, I mean, it's a sure way to be successful doing that guys.
Um, it's not going to happen the fastest because again, that's low budget. Um, the fastest way to deals is doing paid, you know, some other paid marketing streams, but that's, that's what I would look at. Um, okay. Let's see here. So, so Murtis Timmons is asking is batch driven better than deal machine in your opinion? Um, so I would say that, you know, batch driven, I think is definitely better than deal machine. Um, there's just, there's more features um, within batch driven that deal machine doesn't have. I mean, one of the biggest ones would be virtually driving for dollars. So obviously, um, especially, you know, nowadays people are busy. Sometimes it's hard to make it out to physically drive for dollars, but at the end of your workday, if you have other things going on, you could pop on your computer, just like, you know, some of you might be on your computer now and you can, you know, have the opportunity to literally just go on uh, batsdriven, you know.com. You log into your account, and then you could drop into the whatever city that you're working in, and you could satellite drive for dollars or virtually drive for dollars. Um, you know, down neighborhoods and add properties into your folders that way. So I just think it allows for more options. And then there's um, leads that are offered in there too. So you can pull a list of vacant properties and just call them one by one within the app. So there's just more features um, that, that I would say for, for batch driven. Uh, Angel is asking, if I'm in Cali, can I buy property out of state like in Tennessee through my laptop and send them virtual contracts? That's all our company does and we focus on. I would say probably 90% or more of the contracts that our company gets on a monthly basis are virtual, meaning we don't go to the property, we don't see it in person, we don't meet with the seller in person. We have a conversation on the phone, an agreement of prices made, a virtual contract via DocuSign is sent to them to sign. They sign it, we sign it, we bought the property, and we you can do that all online. You don't need you don't need to be there physically in person. Um, okay, so Joseph O'Boyle is asking when dealing with pre-foreclosures, who do you recommend just dealing with people who are already have an auction date since they're more motivated? Oh, who do you, who, uh, should you only deal with people that have an auction date since they're more motivated? So here's my thought process on pre-foreclosures is regardless if they have an auction date or not, yes, some will be more motivated than others regardless, but just the fact that they're in pre-foreclosure should tell you something. You know, whether they have an auction date or not, there's a problem that is occurring where they're not able to pay their mortgage. So, so what you can look at on that is, okay, um, the people that are going into pre-foreclosure, the pre-foreclosure is a symptom of the root of a problem that's going on in their life. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's a, um, they just lost their job. Maybe it's, you know, a family issue. Maybe it's a one of a million different types of issues that can be going on. The pre-foreclosure is a symptom not the root. The root of the problem is something going on in that homeowner's life that they're unable to resolve in a way that allows them to pay for that and also their mortgage at the same time. So we talk, we, I, you know, try to talk to everybody that we can that is in pre-foreclosure, regardless if they have a date or not, because we're trying to talk to people because if there's there to get to the root of the problem, not the symptom, which is the pre-foreclosure, but the root of what's going on underneath that. Um, let's see. Um, 
Lisa, do you have, do you recommend bats driven or bats lead? I have bats lead, but don't have time to drive for dollars right now with working full-time real estate investing and family. So um, bats leads is going to be, you know, you're going to probably spend more money if you're, you know, doing text campaigns or things like that through bats leads. Um, definitely recommend, you know, if you have the budget to do that. Um, but as far as, you know, using bats driven, um, if you could do it on the weekends, Lisa, I mean, if, if you're in a market where you can drive physically the properties that you're um, to add, go do it on the weekend. I mean, get up on Saturday morning. I mean, it's, it's a matter of how bad you want it. Obviously with a family, with, with jobs and everything else, like I get it. Like you're busy. Everyone, you know, people have a lot going on, but time block it, you know, schedule. I'm going to go be intentional about a six hour window of time on the weekend. I'm going to go spend three hours on Saturday, three hours on Sunday, driving and adding properties to my list so I can reach out to these homeowners. So, you know, if you can time block that in and, you know, just make it work. I mean, it's just at, at the end of the day, like you have to find something, something has to give, you got to put, you know, make it a priority. Um, because if you only treat this business like a hobby guys, it's going to pay you like a hobby. If you treat it like it's going to be a, a seven figure a year business, it's going to eventually pay you like that. So um, you just got to start looking at, you know, where you're spending your time. Um, all right, let's see. Robin is asking, how long until you linked up with Pace? So um, I'm going to try to give the short end of the short version of the story. But um, I was running a real estate team and I was, you know, working traditional real estate, uh, before, uh, before, you know, I, I really started focusing on investment real estate. I was spending my time listing properties for homeowners and helping buyers buy properties. So I was doing that for a few years and then transitioned because, you know, if any of you are realtors on here and are not total people, people, then you understand. Um, I wanted to just do something different. I got into real estate to invest in real estate, not to help other people buy real estate um, specifically without me being involved. Uh, so basically about six months, about nine months after I decided to transition from solely focusing on traditional real estate, I transitioned out of that and decided to focus on real estate investing, specifically wholesaling, and then eventually fix and flips and everything else, um, is when me and Pace linked up. And so this could maybe help some of you guys on here. So that how me and Pace linked up was Pace was on Steve Trang's show, Real Estate Disruptors, and he was talking about how he was really good at closing sellers. So he was talking about how he can close sellers really, really well, and I was like, man, like I'm great at generating leads, but closing sellers is not my strongest suit. So I decided I'm like, you know, I'm going to reach out to this guy. So I sent him a text message. I said, hey, Pace, I saw you on Steve's show. That was awesome. I just wanted to reach out to you. I'm here in Mesa, Arizona. Um, I'm generating a lot of leads in my business right now, but I'm not uh, closing them at the highest level that, um, you know, I'm not closing them at the highest level that I'd prefer. So what I'd love to do is, you know, bring you some of these lead opportunities. I don't even need to make any money on them. I just want to learn. I just want to get better. And, you know, obviously, if you, you know, for, for me, the way I'm thinking about this is if this guy is as good as he says he is and as Steve says he is, I have only things to gain, even by bringing leads that I spent my hard earned money for 
to this guy and offering that I don't even want to make money on them. If you close them, I just want to see you close them so I could learn. Right. So that's how I reached out to Pace. And then we ended up meeting up, did a deal, did a few deals. And then a few months of doing that, we're like, well, this works out really well. Why don't we just partner? So that's essentially the, the story in a nutshell and a very short version of that story. <clears throat> All right, let's see here. Uh, King Edward. So with the batch driven app, you can potentially get a deal with just using your phone. You can. I mean, I would say you'd want at least a CRM, which if you're new, customer relationship manager, just some sort of area to put leads into to follow up with them um, as well. But yeah, you can get deals literally from just using the app. I got a deal. Um, we're we're mid renovation on right now. Uh, I texted a homeowner from a property that I just saw that looked vacant a few weeks ago. We got it for 35 grand. We're going to flip it for 150 grand after we put 20 into it. I mean, that was the deal that came from that app. So we're going to make, you know, 60, 70 grand on that deal. Um, so it can definitely be done, but you have to be somebody that's taking consistent action with it. Um, Scott, what do we look for when we are driving? Um, so what I what I'm looking for when I'm out driving uh, virtually or, you know, driving physically for dollars is I'm looking for broken windows. I'm looking for properties that look like they're vacant. I'm dry. I'm looking at properties where um, they're dilapidated. The siding of the housing is messed up. There's there's a lot of just obvious issues going on. Um, abandoned cars, multiple abandoned cars in the front yard, very tall, overgrown landscaping, um, different things like that. Those are those are some of the things that I'm, I'm looking for. Um, I'll actually so I'm going to post a video on here, Scott. This video will help you a lot. OK, um, let me I'm going to share the link here. Uh, OK, so so on this video, uh, Scott, you can go do, do sorry, I'm trying to find my find your post again here. Um, so you can go on this video, guys. I, I made this on YouTube a, a few weeks ago and I showed me and Matt Beard. We just were like, people keep asking. So we'll show people how to use, you know, how to drive for dollars and what to look for. So what you can do is go on. Um, you can go and drive for dollars. And in this video, I basically break down what you're looking for. We literally video record the properties that we're looking at and we're saying, okay, you shouldn't do X, Y, you know, this, we would add this property to the list because of X, Y, you know, X, Y, and Z. We, you know, we would add this one to the list. Look at the roof on this one. Look at the windows, look at the siding, uh, look at this, you know, so we're literally driving for dollars and working the app as we are talking about the property. So, if you want to understand what to be looking for, um, how to virtually drive for dollars as well, we show you how to do that in that YouTube video. Um, check out that video because that, I mean, it's literally going to um, help you understand that in a lot more, uh, a lot more in depth. Ooh, I like this question here. Do you target landowners? Parker, we love land. Love, love, love land. We love doing land deals. Um, but they have to be in, obviously it's location, 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 right? So, um, uh, we'll do land deals. Um, typically most of the land stuff we do are going to be residentially zoned, um, and you know, stuff that you can build a new home on or place like a mobile home on or something like that here in Arizona anyways. 
Um, so those are the those are the things that we're typically looking for um, with land. <clears throat> um, there's so many so many good questions here, guys. I really appreciate you guys, uh, you know, hopping in and asking these questions. And you know, if we're if we bring value on these lives, you know, what we really are looking for is to grow our Facebook community. So if you're not already in the creative financing with Pace Morby Facebook group. Uh, hop into the Facebook group, invite your friends. You know, we, we want to continue to grow um, our community and what we're doing. And what I would really appreciate is that video link on YouTube. That's to my YouTube channel. I'd love for you guys to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That would, you know, it helps out the algorithm and it helps me grow um, and, you know, be able to impact more and more people. So really appreciate that. Um, Scott, so that YouTube video that I posted below in the comments, you can, uh, you can, jump on that and that'll show you specifically what to be looking for. Um, Chris, how important is having an LLC established before you make your first deal? Don't get caught up on that. Yes, you should get an LLC established, but this is, there's so many people that they, they want to focus on all of these little details that don't really matter when you just go focus on getting a deal. We, we to this day still do not have business cards. For our business, we don't like if other ask, do you have a business card? Be like, no, like I will give you our phone number. We didn't have a website for the first year and a half. We literally just started using a website within the last few months because we don't care. We don't, it doesn't matter. Like our we established an LLC early on because we were already doing deals and you know, when we linked up as a partnership, especially, right? So um, yes, we did that, but don't get caught up on on the on these things. You don't need a website day one. You don't need business cards day one. You don't need an LLC day one. Go get a deal. Go take action. Get a deal. Then then get the LLC. Yes, get that stuff going. But don't put that in front of focusing on getting a deal. All right. Um, Tim's asking, when you look to pick up a passive piece of real estate, what type of cash flow do you look for for it to make sense? So you're going to have to, you know, I know this is a little off topic from like the kind of newer stuff, but I do like this question, Tim. So um, when we're buying real estate for cash flow, we're typically looking for about $350, uh, $300 to $350 net cash flow is ideally what we're, uh, what gets us excited. Um, occasionally, if there's another benefit to the deal, like maybe we're walking into some good equity or maybe there's, you know, some other benefit that we're getting with this particular deal, we'll settle as low as 250 net cash flow. So notice I say net, meaning after we account for repairs on the property, after we account for, um, you know, the management and, you know, all of the fees that go involved with holding rental real estate, um, that's, that's what I'm talking about with net. All right, let's see. Um, Geoff, so yeah, that great feedback uh, to Kirk, the question that you had asked earlier, Kirk on, you know, Pace is really good at encouraging people how to get started efficiently with their money. He does, he does a great job with that. Okay. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Marquise. So I have a tired landlord getting rid of several properties. I, I, ho I hold still four properties of his already. He's giving me a hard time signing a contract, but he calls me almost every other day. Here's the conversation that I would have with him, right? So 
typically when sellers are having a hard time signing the contract, maybe they're either talking to someone else, maybe they're just busy, or maybe there's, you need to, you need to change the conversation. So how I would change that conversation Marquise with that particular seller is that you, we, this is what we do when we're negotiating with sellers, when we're trying to get them to commit sooner. So the conversation looks like this, you know, say the seller's name is John, you know, Hey John, you know, uh, thanks for, he, you said he's calling you. So, Hey John, you know, how's it going? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Hey John, I just wanted to let you know. So, you know, we've really started ramping up, you know, the amount of properties that we have been buying for our company. And so over the next 60 days, we've really squeezed, you know, squeezed ourselves on the amount of properties that we can buy right now. And so, you know, I just wanted to ask you, I know, you know, we've already done some business together and, you know, uh, you know, I appreciate that. But over the next 60 days, I can only commit to buying X amount of properties. I can only commit to buying four properties or I can only commit to buying three properties. And I already have three properties that I'm looking at. So I, I just, you know, should I count on, you know, your property at 123 Main Street as one of those properties that I should be looking at buying over the next 60 days? Or is that something that, you know, I should just slate that out that you're probably not even ready to sell that until, you know, 90 days, 120 days. And what you're doing there is you're instilling urgency without applying pressure. You're just saying, hey, man, I, I'm, I only buy, you know, uh, two properties a month and over the next 60 days, I already have four properties lined up to buy. I have four properties that I'm looking at to potentially purchase. So I already have, you know, part of that put together here, but I want to see if, you know, I should be including yours as one of those that I buy instead of maybe one of these other properties. You know, is that something that you're going to be ready to do in the next 60 days is close on this property? Or should I just assume that you're not ready until, you know, January, February or a little bit down the line? Because what it's going to do is it's going to be able to allow you to kind of figure out more how how ready this particular seller is to sell that next property. Um, it sounds like obviously since you've already sold four of those properties, it's going you know you have a good relationship with them, but that can kind of help push a little bit more pressure without you seeming like you're trying to get the deal. It's like, hey man, like I got other deals to buy. Like I just want to see if yours is going to be one of them or not. So that's a, that's how we would handle that um, situation. All right. Do, do, do. Um, King Edward with Bats Driven app. Yes, you can pull and skip trace and text all from your phone. You literally do all of it from your phone. You can get a phone number on the app um, so you can, you know, shield your personal phone number from being used um, and text from that. Um, but yeah, you can literally pull up a property, skip trace it right there in front of you on the app and then, uh, you know, cold call them or text them right off the bat. Um, let's see, Kyle, um, honestly, just go watch the video that me and Matt Beard did. We, we did a video on, uh, I'm, I'm posting it below and I don't know if you might've missed from when someone else had already asked about it, but I, I just posted it below again. Um, that YouTube video, you can go and check that out. We literally show you how to find the properties on the app. So you can check that out on there. <clears throat> Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Uh, 
Nice. Let's go, Darren. Running one VA 30 hours a week for cold calling and SMS and using batch driven myself for virtual driving for dollars. After getting the first deal, what do you recommend for using those funds for? So say if, if I was going to be getting, you know, a $15,000 assignment um, at the beginning, it depends on your financial situation. So I'm just going to assume you're in a world where you have another stream of um, you have another stream of income that you're living off of and your $15,000 assignment is your business proceeds that you're able to now go and reinvest or do what you should with. Right. So, so the first thing I would do is for that $15,000 and me and Pace have a little bit different philosophies on managing our money. We do things a little bit differently. I'm extremely conservative. It's my money personality type. He's a bit more aggressive. So take it with a grain of salt, but what I would personally do is if I got 15 grand, I would then allocate for myself and, you know, a budget over the next three months of what I could spend. So say if I was going to look at spending three grand a month or $3,500 a month, and I would feel comfortable doing that for three months out of that $15,000 assignment, I would set that aside. I would take some of that. I would take like, I don't know, 2,500 bucks. If you really want to, you know, get nitty gritty on managing your money, your business's money, I would read the book. Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. It's on Amazon. It's, again, it's called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. He talks about how to manage your company's revenue to be profitable and grow your company and for your company to be healthy financially. But so what I would do, take a little bit of that money for yourself, Darren, you know, 1500 bucks, two grand, pay yourself, set up a budget for the next three months. Maybe it's three grand a month from the 15 that you made and spend that money on um, you know, either doing, I would add, you know, maybe doing some more texting for having you doing the texting, Darren, um, on, on top of having the VA do that. So I would just increase the leads coming in. That's what I would do. I would increase the leads coming in so that you're going to get yourself on more conversations with homeowners. And from my understanding, you're more of an integrator too. So I would look at either squatting up with someone or, you know, maybe finding a salesperson that could help you close some of your deals. Or if you feel confident in closing them, close them yourself. But I would focus on getting more leads coming in. That's what I would focus on from that. All right. Um, I am only going to go for probably another 15, 20 minutes. So I'm going to try to get to the questions. Pace is having a lot of issues. He's in Texas right now. He was speaking at an event yesterday. Um, so, you know, he was just texting me and said he was having some issues with getting the, you know, the Wi-Fi at where he's staying going. So he wanted me to say sorry to you guys, but you know, he'll be here next Sunday. Um, all right, let's see here. Try to get some of these other questions. Um, Matt, pace the wizard. <laughs> So Todd, um, are you, Cody, are you buying probate lists, calling attorneys or sending anyone, someone to the courthouse or all three? So we used to work probate uh, a little bit more aggressively. We haven't been as much. Well, we still buy the probate list. We still text it we, uh, to those, uh, you know, to the homeowners and we're still cold calling that list. Uh, we used to call the attorneys and set appointments for Pace to go and establish relationships. And we do have a few attorneys here in Arizona that send us probate deals on autopilot, really. I mean, we just establish good relationships and do good by their clients. And we will buy, you know, we probably buy a probate deal every month or every other month from a probate attorney that sends them our way. So that's a great way to get free 
um, free leads, but it is more challenging to get probate attorneys to trust you, number one, and then, you know, get them to consistently reach out to you. So, but that is something that we are doing. Lee Winters, other than Rocket Fuel and Profit First, what books would you recommend? Uh, let's see. As far as books that I would recommend for you know, specifically getting started in, in real estate investing, um, I think a lot of things, you know, a lot of this business comes down to, you know, the way that you're thinking up here, because I can get on here, Pace can get on here and talk to you guys about go out and drive for dollars or cold call this list or pull this particular list or do this certain action. But if up here you're having mental blocks or your your blue your financial blueprint or you have limiting beliefs or ways you know you, you think you have negative too a lot of negative self-talk that's preventing you to really take the action that you know you should be to get yourself to the next level. Um, you know, what I would look at, one of my favorite books um, is by T. Harv Ecker. It's uh, called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. You guys can get that on Amazon, but that talks about your money blueprint, managing your money personally. A lot, a lot of really good good topics in there. I just posted that in the comments below. You can um, you can find that, but you can go on Amazon, T. Harbecker, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. It's pretty easy to find, but that's, that's what I would look at. Okay, let's see. What other questions we have here jeremy thank you so much that's that's the reason that we're we do this is we just wish that we had more people that were doing things like this when we started in our business that were sharing information obviously you know we don't we aren't able to give you everything on just a, you know an hour an hour and a half on sundays but you know our our intention and goal with this is to grow our community number one and number two to you know, impact and bring value to everybody that's listening in so that you guys can go and, you know, maybe you take one nugget from this call or a question somebody else asked that got answered and you're able to go implement that into your business and get a deal. I mean, that, that would make us super happy. Um, okay. Let's see here. Grace Ann Bush. I have a great deal waiting for someone. I don't know if you have it. That means you have a deal or you're waiting for the seller to sign. But if you have a great deal and you're in, if the deal is in Arizona, Florida, or Texas, we would love to take a look at that deal. Um, we we are you know actively buying. We are trying to um, ramp up our fix and flips even more from where we're currently at. So I'm I'll post below. You know if there's anyone on here, um, you know that that has deals that they want to sell here in Phoenix or you know anywhere in Arizona, Texas, Florida. Uh, actually in Atlanta, Georgia as well. Um, those are, you know, areas we would look at. Have a deal to sell. So I posted a phone number below that you guys can take a look at. So the phone number, because some people that were going to be listening to this are going to be listening to it on iTunes and Spotify because we are going live on iTunes and Spotify this week. And this will be one of the first, probably second, recording that will be on there. So if you have a deal to sell in Arizona, Florida, Texas, or Atlanta, Georgia, um, 480-819-9295, um, you can reach out to our team and you know we can take a look at that deal, see if it's something that we would specifically buy. 
All right, let's jump back up here. Glenn, is commercial property dead? I don't think it's dead. I think people are being hurt by some things. You know, I think people um, in the retail space are getting hurt. I'm not a commercial property expert, so I'm not going to, you know, butt in and try to give, you know, expert advice on an industry I'm not involved in as heavily. But I don't think so. Apartments, I think, are still doing really well from investors I know in that space. Industrial um, is doing well. Um, I think retail is having a more of a challenge. Bars and restaurants, things like that. Let's see here. Um, great questions. Do, do, do. Keith, great questions. Great network. Gain City, good shit, real nuggets. Thank you. That's again, that's why we're here. We're here to give real feedback, real insights, you guys. All right. Um, Gaines is asking for your wholesale business. Did you form an LLC or an S Corp? So we started with an LLC and then we transitioned it over to an S Corp. Um, really, again, talk to your accountant, talk to your, you know, um, whoever is giving you your, um, if you're your CPA, whoever that is, you got to have the conversation with them, whether it makes sense for you or not. For us, our CPA said that we needed to be in an S Corp once you reach over a certain amount of revenue. We are currently in an S Corp, um, but you can just start with a simple LLC. It's just fine. Uh, on board to call on. Let's see. Um, Renee, been in touch with Tino and Nick. They keep saying they want me on board to call, not crickets. Um, I think, I'm sorry, you know, in regards to that, but I know, you know, the team has been slammed. It's absolutely insane. Like if you saw the amount of leads that the team is having to work through on a day-to-day -day basis and then people, you know, coming into the office. So um, I wouldn't take it personal, Renee, but, um, you know, I would just be patient with it. Keep doing what you're doing, but, you know, just have some patience with them. Um, David says, how would you, how do you recommend we use batch driven to get the best from it? Should we focus on foreclosures and door knock them? Or how would you use it as a newbie on a tight budget? I would do like what I was saying, where I would, I would do uh, physically driving for dollars. And then I would be doing um, virtually driving for dollars and be building again. I posted the YouTube video. You can go and check out and see how we specifically use it. You can go and watch that, but I would be, um, and for those of you that may be listening on Spotify or iTunes, you can go on search at Cody Barton on YouTube, type in and then search for the video on, um, virtually driving for dollars and you'll be able to find it. Um, but what, what I would recommend is, you know, as you're, um, as you're driving for dollars and you're virtually driving for dollars and building your own custom niche list, I wouldn't, if you want to, you can go and door knock pre foreclosures, but what I would focus on, um, it would be calling. I would be calling the list that you're custom building and then calling vacants too, like calling the people that are on the vacant, um, data on there. Um, um, Kirk, this driving for dollars seems like great work reward type of business. Would you say driving for dollars is a big part of your business? It definitely has been. So initially Kirk, it was a very big part of our business. And then what, uh, what happened? Oh, looks like my light went out back there. Um, but then what had happened was, you know, we, as I started scaling, we just started doing more texting, more cold calling and not driving for dollars as much, but um, we recently, you know, at the end of last year, we were doing it more and we had a team that was doing this and then COVID happened and then we kind of just.
expanded that team because we were, weren't sure what was going to happen in the market. Um, but then we've recently, over the last few months, restarted that team. So we have a team that's out driving for dollars and cold calling, uh, calling those people. And then some of them are door knocking as well. Um, it, it is a very um, highly profitable way to, to grow within your business. It just takes a lot of man hours. But it doesn't mean you need to be spending all of those hours. Like after you get a couple of deals on your own, you could either, you know, hire people to do it for you. Um, or if it's virtually, you can just hire a virtual assistant to do that for you. Um, Ooh, Mario, good question. Um, so what I would look at here is, um, so Mario's question is, how do you know what price range to focus in a virtual market? Um, what filters do you use on PropStream? Um, so as far as price range to focus on in a virtual market, you need to know what the median price point is in that area. That's really what you need to know. So doing a little bit of research on that, um, like as far as like Arizona goes, we pull data of properties that are, you know, valued at 300,000 or below. We like to stay in whatever kind of the median price point is in every market that we're in at that or below. Um, in Florida, where we pull 250 and below um, in the areas in Florida that we're in. So you just got to look at what's, you know, what's the median home selling for in, in uh, areas where people are actually flipping properties. That's what you want to look at, Mario. Um, Jerry, Cody, I like your money management. Money management is big because if it, it does, you know, if you make a lot of money, but you're not keeping any of it um, or you're just plowing all of it to reinvest into your business, I don't think it's the way to go. You got to, you got to pull some out as profit. You got to, pull some of that out um, to be able to, you know, pay your, uh, your living expenses. I mean, we have, obviously you can make a lot of money in this business, but we set how we set our business up is off of that book profit first. So we're pulling, you know, we have a salary that we set for ourselves every quarter for monthly, how much we're going to pull monthly from, from the company account. And then we'll re, you know, reassess at the end of each quarter. Okay. Should we give ourselves a raise next quarter? Yeah. Let's give ourselves a raise or uh, should we just kind of leave it at this? This is a pretty healthy number to be at. All right. We'll leave it at this number. So we, it, it's important to run your business like a real business and real, you know, a, a fortune 500 company, they, they take a monthly salary and they're paying themselves quarterly dividends and things like that. But that's, as you grow, you start to add these things. Um, oh my gosh. Who, who just said the big leap? Where is that comment at silver, uh, silver scales of rage says the big leap is a great one as well. I'm literally reading that right now. I was reading that this morning. I just got that book. So I, I just started it today. It's, it's been good so far. I'm only about 25 pages in. All right. So I'm just going, I'm going to answer just a couple more questions. Um, before, you know, I hop off tonight. Um, Pace said, you know, we'll definitely be back next Sunday. So apologize on that. Uh, but hopefully you guys were able to get some really great value so far on this call. Um, but I'll answer a few more questions and then we will wrap it up for this evening. Okay. Abraham. Yes. Yes. Abraham. Abraham was hanging out at our office the last few days. Uh, you know, happy to have you here. Um, you know, we'd love to obviously take a look at, uh, take a look at those deals. 
So Freddie um, H is asking, how would you handle a non-responsive buyer? He has paid the EMD and signed the assignment, but hasn't provided info title company needs on his LLC. So we have um, very specific language within our um, within our agreement, Freddie. So you know, if if you have a set close of escrow date, so like within our agreement, number one, if they haven't submitted earnest money within 24 hours of of signing our assignment fee. Um, that assignment is null and void, and we have the opportunity to go resell that at that point, uh, and they can't do anything about it. The second thing is uh, in our assignment is if they fail to perform for any reason whatsoever, um, we, you know, they're they're going to at that point have to, um, you know, forfeit their earnest money. So. And we will typically set their close of escrow date earlier than what our close of escrow date is with the seller. So then we just adjust it back instead of having to scramble day of. So if our close of escrow with the seller is on the 30th, we'll say the close of escrow date for the assignment is, you know, 25th um, on or before the 25th. And then, you know, once we're close to it and they're trying to line up funding, we let them know, hey, you know, um, we the seller needs a few more days to close just to make sure that the buyer is truly going to perform. We only do that if it's a new buyer. If it's a buyer that we're, we've already done business with, we don't even worry about it. All right. Juan Gomez is saying, where do I ask my question? Um, it depends on whose YouTube channel you're on. This is between my YouTube channel and Pace's YouTube channel. Um, so you may not be seeing all of them, um, but either on my YouTube or Pace's YouTube is where you're gonna see these. Uh, let's see. Man, there's so many great questions on here. Dylan, list source versus prop stream on big lists. For big lists of data, I would use list source, Dylan. Um, when you're trying to get multiple deals a month consistently but don't have much data uh, to go off of, how do you know you're heading in the right direction? So your KPIs are going to look like, Dylan, for every 50 leads you get, you should be able to get a contract. Um, you know, that's that's what you should be looking at. And that's leads that, you know, either your virtual assistant or you have identified that they do want to sell and they're motivated to sell for some reason or another. Every 50, you should be able to get a contract from that. So that's that's what I would, um, I would be looking at, but don't overcomplicate it. David, what I want to know is how did Matt Beard grow his whole business just off VAs? I would definitely watch a video of him explaining his steps. David, it is crazy, man. Like he, he's like Matt impressed the hell out of me with what he was able to do with, uh, uh, you know, putting together his, his business. I mean, shout out to Matt, but you know, it's people are going to watch this video in the future. It's now 20 November, 2020, um, this month he's already closed a hundred thousand in assignment fees. Next month he, he has, you know, over 200,000 set to close in assignment fees as well. And he has, you know, over 20 virtual assistants in his, uh, in his business that are cranking away. He has virtual assistants that text, that cold call, 
that do lead management that help him manage his systems and do admin work. And then he has VAs that he's managed to teach how to do acquisitions as well. So it's super, super impressive. Um, and so, so Matt's actually the owner over at vahub.com. So if you need a virtual assistant that you want to do some, you know, helping you generate some leads, you can go to vahub.com to find, uh, to hire a virtual assistant. But what I do want to tell you, David, is, is understanding that Matt didn't do that overnight by any means. Uh, a lot of people, they think they're going to hire a VA and it's going to be like the magic pill that's going to just magically make their, um, make their business blow up and, you know, just be the best ever. Like you, like with VA hub, for example, over there, they're going to help manage your virtual assistant. Like you get a VA that's dedicated towards either cold calling or texting or both for you. But then you have like a manager that's helping kind of help make sure things are working well. But for you to, you know, do some additional training, it's going to help them get better. So Matt spent a year and a half. So keep in mind, there's people that will start with a VA. And if their VA doesn't, you know, crush it week one or month one, they're like, oh, I don't know if it's working. It's, it's, develop as people. You got to think about yourself. How long did it take you for to get into this business and understand what is escrow? What is, what's a free foreclosure? What's this? And you got to learn the terminology, right? So, so Matt's poured into his people for a year and a half and really, you know, he has a great culture. I mean, he's doing, you know, um, he does coaching calls with his virtual assistants. He does, you know, additional training. He has a a client success manager at VA Hub that helps manage his team, but he'll get on and do additional training and things like that. So he's really invested in his people, and you can't expect to have that happen in your business unless you're willing to invest in the people like like he's done with his. Um, but it is super impressive, and you know, I told him, I'm like, dude, we gotta make a YouTube video on you know how how you do that. You know, it's freaking freaking cool. So. Um, we're talking about, you know, making a YouTube video this week on it. So we'll, we'll get that posted up on my channel probably. Okay. Um, I'm going to rock out one more question. And then I know there was a giveaway that Pace was supposed to announce winners on this week. We're going to do that next Sunday because I don't know who it is because Pace was handling that with um, Jamie, our VA that, you know, is managing that with him. Um, but as far as the last question here, let's see. Do, do, do. I sell her. Okay. Um, Suhib is asking if a seller is asking for full price slash over after repaired value and is open to terms is it smart to suggest interest i would never suggest interest if they want interest and the deal still pencils out i would do the deal um, but if they're asking over market value plus they want interest i would damn sure make sure there's not going to be a balloon on that deal where you're going to have to pay off the balance of it within like five or ten years i would want a full payment schedule over, you know, 30 years if I'm getting into that deal. So that's what I would look at. Um, Robin, that's driven a new app. It's about, I think like four or five months old now. Um, you can go to batsdriven.com and you know, that virtually driving for dollars, physically driving for dollars, what you can utilize it with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so guys, 
I'm going to wrap it up for this evening. You know, appreciate you guys being here. If you got value from this live, here's what I want you to do. I would love for you guys to go to the Creative Financing with Pays More V Facebook group. And what I would love for you to do, since we do this for free, you didn't pay anything to be here. I spend my Sunday nights, Pace gets on here and spends his Sunday nights sharing with you guys, pouring into you, answering your questions from experiences that we've already went painfully through and you know went through the, the hard learning lessons to be able to share some of those experiences with you guys. Go to the Facebook group. I have the link here and share something that you learned from this live. Invite your friends to the Facebook group and help us grow this community. We'll see you guys next Sunday, same time. And myself and Pace will be there. We're excited. We're going to announce the winner of whoever invited the most people to our Facebook group. And so we'll see you guys then. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you all soon.